0: Uh, Wednesday. No, that's tonight. I, I was reading Wednesday announcements. Uh, good Friday community service, April 15th, 7 seven p.m. Don't forget that. Uh, going to have a good crowd that night. Uh, All is going to go well. We've got uh, the church out here that used to be the assembly. I don't know what it's called now. They're going to do a couple songs. The Baptist church is going to do two songs, and then we're going to do two songs. So I think it's going to go great. We're going to take communion in the midst of that, and i I think there's something else, but I'm not sure, so I'm not going to comment on it. Uh, Tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock, keep Neil in prayer. That stone that's been hung up for three weeks, uh, the urologist seen it today and said, we got to get that out. So he's going to St. Francis tomorrow morning and get that taken out. Not the most exciting way to get it out, but they're taking it out. So keep him in prayer. Yeah, he went down this morning. Then he turned around and drove home, and then St. Francis called and said, Oh, you need to come for pre-op. So he had to drive back down to Cape tonight and then back. So He just got home not very long ago. God's good. Title is The Path to Jerusalem. And let me read three verses in Matthew to start off with. 17 to 20, it says, Now Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples aside on the road and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son, of Man will be, the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priest and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify, and the third day he will rise again. I want to talk about these scriptures as far as your life. And the path that you're walking every day. You know, it's interesting. Jesus had a mission. You know, a lot of people think, well, he was God. Yes, he was God. But at that point in his life, he was a human being just like you and I. And every heartache and every hard time and everything that we go through, he was going through that knowing he was going to the cross and knowing what he was going to be going through. So, But he had a mission. And as we look at our life, we've got to recognize we've got to have a mission and we've got to have a purpose and we've got to, we've got to come to that place of, there, you know, there's no way Jesus would have turned back because he knew what he had to do. And as we look at our own path in our life, and I want to read some scriptures, we've got to recognize that God has made a way for us to get where we're going. Lots of times we don't like the path that we're on. Lots of times the past fine. I can remember uh, when our kids were little little enough that I'd put them on my shoulders. We was at a park over in uh, Missouri, Sam A. Baker Park. And that's before the tornado came through and wiped the trees out. There was trails that you could walk. And I'll never forget, there, some of the trails were easy, but some of them were very difficult to get through, especially when you had somebody on your shoulders. But life is like that. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're going to be listening on the internet or the podcast or whatever we do now. Life is is good, but life is tough sometimes, and Jesus knew this. I mean, think about it, folks. He already knew where he was going, and he said, by the way, guys, I just want to let you know, this is, what's, this is the road we're taking. It's taking us to Jerusalem, and when I get there, you're not going to like what happens. Those that we are supposed to... Steam are going to mock you and mock me, and they're eventually going to kill me, but, but I like the butt. but I will come out of this. I will come out of the grave. I will be okay. And in that, I think sometimes he's telling us the same thing of our life. If we just, if we just would look at it, I, I was talking to, well, I talked to Chris every day, but I was talking to Chris today, and, and, he said, you know, Daddy, it, it's, it's not what we're going through. It's how we go through it, which, you know, we've heard that so many times, but it's so true. I mean, what he's facing on a daily basis, I can't even, I can't even comprehend because I've never been there. And, you know, sometimes it's difficult when you're talking to him like on a phone. You've got to, you feel like you've got to be careful what you share because he's sitting in a place where he can't enjoy anything you're talking about. But yet that's just all part of the road that we're walking on, both of us on both sides. And we've got to come to the place in our life, whatever you're facing, I don't care if it's sickness, I don't care if it's disease, I don't care if it's heartache in your marriage, I don't care if it's heartache with your kids, I don't care what it is, we've got to come to the place of going, now wait a minute, God's got this. He already knew what's going to take, he already knew what took place. He already knew the situation. He already knows the circumstance. We've got to recognize he's going to make good of it. That's one of the statements he also said in the midst of said, you know what, we, we look at the wrong things. I said, yeah. I said, you're preaching my sermon. I said, we look at the problems. We whine about what we don't get. We whine about what we want. We whine about uh, conditions in life. We whine about, instead of, I mean, just think, how would you like to be in Ukraine right now? Now, you tell me something's not wrong. Of course something's wrong. But yet we've got to recognize we have a big God. And if they turn their hearts to Christ, he will make good of what's going on, as bad as things are over there. We, you know, folks, we didn't miss tornadoes by much again last night. South Carolina and those areas got hit hard. Two people died, which is a lot for tornadoes now. And, you know, they wake up and they look out And not only are their homes all gone, everything around them is gone. But what do you do? Do you quit? No. Uh, You know, we've got to keep on that path and we've got to keep walking. Uh, uh, We traveled the paths enough over Sam and Baker that we knew that if we get to this one place, the rest of it is going to be pretty well downhill. Well, life is like that. If I can just get over that next hump, I'll make it. That's what the old steam engine used to say. If I can just get over the top, then I'm going to be. But that's the way it's supposed to be. Why would you want to quit? Why would you want to stop? You know, Jesus knew all the ministry that went on. When I finally make the road and get on the road to Jerusalem, things are going to be different. Things are going to get tough pretty quick. I'm going to be accused of things I've never done. I've got, I've got, you know, he knows it. I've, I've got to, when I get to those places, I've got to just keep my mouth shut. Because I know, he knows the power of what he has to say. And are you this? Are you that? He said, well, you said it. He knew that what we say is the power of it. And you all know this scripture, one of my favorite, Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. Everybody in here that has said yes to Jesus is called to that purpose. You've you've got a purpose for your life. A lot of times we don't feel like it. A lot of times we could. It's amazing how you go in and out of of your emotions. And, And I was just talking to Betty. It's so amazing how us having something in common, we lost our mate, how that comes and goes like waves. It's just the craziest thing you've ever seen. And does it get better? Yeah, whenever you're up here. Does it get bad? Yeah, when you're down here. But you've got to recognize when you start falling, you've got to get into the answer. And what did God do with the answer? He knew he had a purpose. He knew he had a calling. He knew he had a direction. He did it for you and I. That's the great part. I want you to look at a a story. Everybody knows this story. In Exodus chapter, chapter 14, I want to read from 10 to 15 and what happened here and you all know the situation. The Israelites had got out of the country and they were on their way to the promised land and they come up against a block. They come against the Red Sea. Well, Pharaoh had got his heart turned, he said, No, I'm not letting them go. I've lost all my workers. And he, he basically said, And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they, were, so they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Well, the first thing you want to do is that. When you get in, when you get in a situation in your path, when you get in a situation in your life where things aren't going good, why wouldn't you go there first? Don't get mad at God for your situation. That I, I can't believe the number of people that get mad at God when things aren't going their way. That's not what you're supposed to do. But listen to what they did. Then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Immediately, that old sin nature built into us wants to respond in the wrong way. Well, they should have stayed with their first thoughts. They should have stayed with the Lord. Instead, they went the other way. It goes on in verse 12. Is this not the word we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone we serve in, we serve the Egyptians? For it would be, have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Moses had the wisdom of God. And Moses was responding and going against the negative. See, what happens, people tend to gossip and tend to talk about the bad things and talk about the heartaches and talk about the problems. And Moses said, wait a minute. That's not the answer. And it's the same thing in your pathway and whatever you're at now. You know, and I I keep bringing that up because I don't know where everybody's at. I don't know what's going on in their lives. But I know that everybody sometimes is facing stuff they don't want to face. So, practice now. Practice now talking about the promises. Practice now talking about the answers. Practice now while it's easy to practice. When you're in the competition, when you're in the moment, you have better been practicing aubrey Aubrey runs does long jump and other things in the track meet. They had a track meet today, and they were facing the wind they weren't the wind wasn't there until they got started, then it started, and they couldn't turn around. They were facing the wind so here are these little kids that don't weigh nothing was going up against wind as strong as they were but but at one time she she missed the board by about that much behind it where she could have Extended her jump that far. So we encouraged her, just move your mark up a little bit and get your timing down. Well, she took off and she stuttered a little bit because she wasn't confident in her steps. That's the, She did, She got first place. She did good. But that's not the point. We shouldn't be stuttering our steps. We should know the answer while the practice is there. I said to her, I said, you can come down here and practice every day. And get your steps down perfect. That, that's the easy thing to do. We can do the same thing with our path that we're walking. While you're going down the hill or around the bend and everything's pretty and fine, that's where you need to be thanking the Lord for everything you've got going, thanking the Lord for the good times and the bad times. And then when you hit that hill, when you hit that hard time, then you've got to come to the place of doing just what Moses said here. He said, listen. Just stand and stand on what the Scripture says. Be at the place there where you know. And he went on he said, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you will see again no more. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, "Why? why he went on he says, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. God re-spoke what he said. Just do what I'm telling you to do and trust me. Know that I've got... You know, I say it a lot. I can't fix yesterday. But why why should I forebode and worry about tomorrow? I just got to do what I can do right now, and then if I lose the battle... It's okay, God's got me. If I win the battle, it's okay, God's got me. I just do the next right thing that Dr. Gregg has said around here so many times. We just do the next right thing. We recognize that he's got this. Uh, He had this. Look in verse 19. Verse 19, it says, And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them, and the pillar of the cloud went... From before them, and they stood behind them, so that it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it it was a cloud and a darkness to the one, and it gave light and night to the other, so that no one did not come near to them all night. The whole fight that was going on at night, because the water didn't just part, if you read the scriptures, he had to hold his hand, the rod up over it all night night, and he had to have assistants holding that up all night, and as long as he held that up, the wind kept blowing, and the wind kept blowing, but they were setting, and they knew that the Egyptian army was just behind that cloud but yet they had protection because of God. It's the same way in our walk in life today. I don't care what you're carrying. I don't care what's going on. You just do the next right thing and trust God. You just stand the ground and know that the promises of God are true. We've got to get that so down in us that it's, it's just the truth. He's going to take care of us. We have to make adjustments at times, but we're, we just, he's got this. And the more we can get to that place of knowing he's got this, He's got your relationships. He's got your situations. He talks to you in love. He'll tell you when to adjust and where to adjust and how to straighten things out and how not to straighten things out. He'll talk to you and keep you. You just get to that place where you're living in peace. These Israelites were actually living in peace, waiting to get across. And not only did he part the water, he dried the ground out. Could you imagine how muddy that would have been? and the mess they would have had trying to get across. But then, as quick as they was on the other side, and the army thought they could get to them, they come ripping through, and he just closed the water up. You know, some say, well, there there couldn't have been enough water that would have made any difference. Well, obviously there was. He drowned the entire army. And it was enough force that, that they were nowhere to be even seen. You know, we can't go by what we've seen in the movie. What was it? The Ten Commandments or whatever it was. Charleston Heston was in. Wouldn't that be a good one to, to redo now with the technology we got? But your life is right now. Your situation is right now. Your circumstance is right now. The thing we can't do is if we're going through a problem, we've done all we can do. We cannot keep on that problem. We cannot keep talking about other situations and circumstances in that problem because that, d- that does not fix anything. That only keeps you. That only keeps you. It, what, what you're actually doing is you're walking in unforgiveness towards people. And that's the worst thing you can do because that keeps you in turmoil and they go ahead and are doing life like life is life. They're not bothered at all. We've got to come to the place where we fight our fight, we stand our ground. If it doesn't seem in our eyes that it worked right, then we just, okay, it's over. I've got to move on to the next thing God's got me to do, or I won't move on at all. So many people that aren't born again, if you, if you meet them 10 years down the road, they're exactly where they were when they were in high school. It's an amazing thing. And if you ever met a, a, a mean old man or a mean old woman when they're old, that's just because they're bitter and walking in unforgiveness and haven't learned that they've got to forgive and go on with life. They're stuck in the path. They can't seem to find their way out of what they're in. Well, they've got to just forgive and move on. Unforgiveness is the biggest monster there is, I'm telling you. God has got, got all of this. But how do we walk as a believer just like they did? We go to God. We recognize the problem. That's okay to see the problem. But then right at the same time, you've got to recognize that he has the answer. Another thing you'll do in here is you use the authority you have. The Bible tells us in Matthew 18, 18 that you you can bind and you can loose. We as a Christian can can bind the adversary, we can bind the demonic forces, we can bind the influences of coming the wrong way, and you do what you can do. But now there's another place where if you don't see it change, that doesn't mean you haven't used your authority. That just means that God's not let it go yet. You all recognize that he knows everything that's going on, and sometimes he leaves things. Some people don't like this doctrine, he doesn't make things happen in your life, but he'll leave things in your life until things, he always changes us. He always works through us. He always fixes His whole goal is to perfect us. His whole goal is to make us stronger. I cannot lift, I cannot lift weights unless I start with something. And the more I lift, the more I can add to the lifting. That's the same thing in the spirit realm. The more I recognize and trust God, the more I know it's going to be okay. But see, you've got to get to that place of rest in that and know that you can. And know know your limits and know that you can. It's kind of like I'm trying to get back in shape for my surgery. It got to where I could walk. I got an oak tree 200 yards down in the field. And at first, I could get down to the tree. And by the time I got down to the tree, I had to sit down. There's no wagon out there, and I had to sit down and rest. Well, now, then the, my next step was to get back to the house. Well, now I can go down to the tree and back up. But now I can go down to the tree, down to the creek, up the hill, and back to the house. So it's all getting strong. It's the same in our walk of life. I don't care what's coming on in my life. If I can just recognize this is hard, and if I'm having trouble with it, but God's got this. And I don't want to push myself to the place where I have a mental, mental problem through it all. I just, okay, God, I've got to take a break right now. I've got, to take, I've got to take a sharp break right here. I'll be okay, and I take the next step. And the next time something comes up, I'll take a step farther than that. That's, that's, that's a normal procedure, but all of it, you've got to trust God that he's in charge of it. He's taking care of it. You know, and you throw the word out. You use the word. There is nothing more important than the word. There's nothing more important. You find the answer in the New Testament. It's there. Every answer you'll ever need is in this Bible. And you just start using that word and you start speaking that word and you start believing that what you're saying is going to happen. You know that it's going to take place. You get to where when you say it, you know it's going to happen. Now, when's it going to happen? That's not your responsibility. It's no different than the Lord says to plant the seed and he will make it grow. So we'll plant the seed of the word, and then he will make it grow at the time he wants to make it grow. He's the one that waters it. He's the one that fertilizes it. He's the one that takes care of it. We just know that that's going to grow. And it's the same with every promise in here. When you have a problem, just speak life over the problem and not speak problem over the problem. What good is that going to do? You're planting seeds of doubt. It's 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 the choice that we've been talking about. You're choosing to put doubt in the situation. You're choosing to, to not forgive your wife, you're choosing not to forgive your kids, you're choosing not to forgive the adversary, and you're just choosing not to, choosing not to. Cho- what are you doing? You're planting more seed of doubt in your life and your problems, your compl- Moses told him, What are you well, quit? Hush, hush. The Lord's gonna take care of you. Stand your ground, watch what's gonna happen. I don't think he knew what was going to happen yet. He just was told to go on the edge of the water and raise it up. And then all of a sudden it got so windy he had to have help stand there. And he couldn't just do it one time and sit down and watch. He had to stay there and he had to stay there and he had to stay there all night to the place where the Lord said, okay, I doubt that the wind stopped because it had to keep the water moved. It didn't just go like this. He had natural conditions that moved it. But they crossed it, but when they got down in it, the wind wasn't blowing down there, and it was dry, and everything was fine. Come on, picture it. It's the same thing with our walk every day in our life. It's going to be okay. He's going to take care of us. Hebrews 4.12 said the word is living and active. Living and active. It says that, so that means it means that. That means that if I speak the word over the situation, over the circumstance... We talked about James here in the past. What did James say to do if you didn't have wisdom? Ask. And then when you get it, speak it. Do it. Move forward. It's no different than this building. The Lord showed us what to do. So in it, we've seen it. In it, we drew it out ourselves, In it, we built it. Why? Because he showed us and he gave us wisdom on every situation, every circumstance. That's what the Lord does. He's an awesome God. He tells us to stand in... In uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, he says, Watch, stand firm in your faith, be courageous, be strong. He doesn't say, Don't look around, don't stand your ground in faith, don't have any courage, don't be strong, I'll take care of you. He didn't say that. We have a part to play. We have to recognize he has got our lives. He is going to take care of us. He will if you just stand in faith. And you've got to stand in faith when when the wind's blowing and life's tough and and the path is getting rough and, and your ankles are hurting and you can't make it through the next. And you just have to go, okay, I'm going to make it. I get tickled at the crew here that goes hiking once or twice a year down the mountains. Well, that one year they got caught in the snow. Was they just gonna give up and say, well, we're in the snow, we're just gonna we're just gonna to freeze to death? No, they did everything they could do to trust in what's going on. That's what we do in everyday life. It, we we've so gotta remember that just because things are bad right now, that doesn't mean it's gonna go forever and ever. Everything's seasonal. But how do you wanna go through that season? How do you wanna walk through that? You wanna walk through with joy in your face? I, I just happen to just Mira, I was on the dance team, and she was so much fun to watch because she grins all of the time. Now, whether she was having a good time or not, it didn't matter to me because it looked like to me she was having a ball. Well, that's how we're supposed to be in life. No matter what's going on in your life, you know, people continue to ask me how you do, and I appreciate that, but I can't answer all the time how I feel. I. I because that's not the real me. I'm, I'm really healed, and I'm really whole, and I'm really okay. I really am. So why not just say that? I don't want to really say how I feel sometimes, and neither do you. You know, how do you feel this morning? Well, don't ask me right now. Let me have my coffee. <laughs> I mean, come on. And, and if you drink coffee, that's about the way it is in the mornings. It's just like, okay, I used to be happy when I got up. Now i got to have my coffee. But the fact is, I'm okay. You're okay. We're okay. You can't deny what you've got. You can't deny what you're going through. But that's not the point that you want to spend time on. He knows you've got it. He knows your problem. He knew it before you knew it. He knew what you was going to be facing before you knew it. Why worry about tomorrow? Why worry about the next step you're taking? Just stand in the step, the steps you're in now and enjoy the grace you've got right now and let him take care of you. Let your actions and reactions glorify Him. Oh, you want to be a witness? That's the best witness you can be. Just put a smile on your face and let every action and every reaction. I happened to see something on uh, YouTube today. Just was clicking through. And it was was a lady that had a, a camera on. And she worked like at a Casey's and people that come to the counter. Nine out of ten were horrible. And I thought, what an action, what a reaction. What a-. And she was as polite and as nice in what she was saying to them. You know, how are you today? Well, it ain't your stinking business. But they didn't say that. And I was just like, are you kidding me? And some guy, in that same thing, some guy come in and said, I just went out of gas. And the guy was at the counter turned around and said, "Well, who gives up? Yeah. What? Well, that's not the way we're supposed to be living. You want to be a witness, then just be a witness. Amen. Just smile. Just love people. Just come to that place of letting your actions and your reactions show what. I don't care how bad your day is. I don't care what's going on. Those people that reacted like that, guess how their day's going to continue to go? I mean, they are planting horrible stuff all of that. and then they wonder why somebody cusses at them because they're planting the seed instead of enduring and being a person being a man or being a woman or being a christian just be pleasant to the people behind the counter put your put your shopping cart up i mean the list goes on and on of what we could do just to be a witness but you can't be a witness if you let the problem be your life it just don't work. It just will not work. You know, Philippians 3.10 says, I may know him, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. The road to Jerusalem, how do you end it? All this stuff's going to happen, but I will rise again. The same thing in our life because I rose with him. When I said yes to Jesus, I am in the spirit realm, have rose with him. So everything I run against, every conflict I have, every mistake I make is covered. But my job is to be what he become. Rose again, alive again. He's not dead. Why be why have a dead attitude? Why not have a good attitude? If your husband's driving you crazy, love him to death. If your wife's driving you crazy, just love her, love her, love her. It's the answer. Why is it the answer? Because that's what the Bible's telling us all through here. He's got this all. You see, your path, we don't see this because we're so selfish, but your path as you're walking may save somebody else. When they hear a rumor that you're going through something, and they see you with a smile on your face and you're still walking tall and you're okay, they think they see what Christ can do for you. I see it all the time. But if you're condemning and you're criticizing and you're critical and you're a gossip, I, I just hate gossips. The damage that you're doing to others. But if, you're, but if you're speaking good like the Bible says, if, if you're only imparting grace like the Bible says, if you're, if you're living like Christ did on the way to Jerusalem, you think he was a jerk on the way to Jerusalem? No. Because he never sinned. Well, why didn't he sin? Because he chose not to. He could have. He was tempted. He was a man just like us. But he knew The consequences, because he had had the revelation that if I go wrong, lots is going to happen. If I go right, lots is going to happen the right way. It always does. It always will. So your path will affect others. But while it's affecting others, God's transforming you. Did you hear me? While you're walking the path that maybe you don't want to walk, God is transforming you in that path. He's making you stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Your enemy, nobody wants to hear this, but your enemy becomes your friend. Did you hear me? When life hits you hard, we've got to come to a place of going, okay. I can't think of the man's name, but he woke up. He woke up and Satan was in the room with him and he looked over and he said oh it's just you Wigglesworth Wigglesworth, Smith Wigglesworth woke up and the devil himself was right in the room with him and he goes, oh it's just you and went back to sleep that's how we gotta get I don't care what you throw at me it's okay because I know the God that's got me and I know the God that's gonna get me through it and he's gonna he's gonna take care of me he's gonna take me to that place God causes everything. If you could get that, get the revelation that God causes everything in our path, everything in our path will turn for good if we follow him. He will complete the work that he started. James 1, 4 says, I like this. Let patience have its perfect work. Well, I want to change that. Let patience on your path have its perfect work. I don't care where you're walking and what's going on. We've got to be at that place of trusting Him that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So, folks, the heartaches you're going through sometimes, it's all life. And we've got to recognize, okay. I'm going to work through this. I'm going, to, I'm going to keep pushing on. I'm going to keep going. In the New Living Translation, I'm going to close. In the New Living Translation, in Ephesians 1:11 it says, Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. What a good translation of that scripture. He already knows. He already knows where Mike's going. He already's got a plan for Mike. We're already locked into Mike, the Christ. So, in that, he's, he's, got, he's got my tomorrow already covered. He, he gives me some of, what of a direction of where I want to go, but it'll probably change. Seems like it, every day is not the same as what you think it's going to be. But yet, we know that God's got it. We, we know that God's got it. Every time, God's got it. Let's stand up. Father, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you that you've got our lives. And Father, as Jesus pulled his disciples, and I think, I think, Lord, in my heart, he pulled them aside so he could, he could let them know it's going to be okay. All of this is going to happen, guys, gals, but I will rise again. And I thank you, Father, as we walk through the path of life we will also be at that place where it may be difficult, it may be hard, but you're going to make everything work out for the good because you've got a purpose for our lives. And we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Call you blessed. Love on somebody for about seven minutes.